The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, the Baby Boomer panel discusses things like, should the other woman ever tell a wife that her husband is cheating? How we perceive our ex, we call it the ex appraisal bias, and does sex get better with age? I think they can answer that question real well. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Remember, you can always email me your questions to laurie at drlaurie.com. So on the text board from last night, following our discussion about if your child is gay and how to cope with that and how to handle that, uh, a couple of things here. My son's friend, a girl, revealed that she was a boy. It freaked him out because he was attracted to her and we had never explained it to him before goes on to say sequence of events transgender came out at school while my son was 11 freaked him out he was made fun of for liking her and i think because my son was attracted to a transgender before and was made fun of for it now he tries too hard to not be gay almost homophobic sounding um, probably, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure, uh, societal pressure, right? So I think having a, a good open discussions with him about what he thinks and what it means to be accepting and how he can be an ally without necessarily, um, you know, he doesn't have to date anybody, but he can certainly be, um, an ally to that, to people who are different than, than he is, and it will sensitize him. And I think in the end, it will do him good uh, going forward in society, especially to be sensitive to to these issues. So please talk to him about this so he doesn't go around sounding too uh, homophobic and um, and such. Um, what about a cross-dresser? I grew up with a mother and two sisters, and seeing them in their underwear excited me. I am married and still keep this a secret. So cross-dressing is, is interesting. It has nothing to do with orientation, by the way, just uh, letting you know. Uh, the majority, vast majority of cross-dressers, meaning those who get turned on by female clothing and sometimes and wearing uh, female clothing, often related to stuff in childhood just like this, are generally straight individuals. They are not in any way... Um, they're not confused about their gender. Uh, so they're not transgendered. They simply get, it's an arousal thing um, and an, an attachment to uh, female uh, female clothing. Often because female clothing is soft, it can be a reminder of closeness that they might have felt with mom. Um, it, it's a, a, There's a comfort thing with it. And then it gets paired with uh, arousal during, um, especially during puberty. That's when things kind of, um, solidify if we, shall we say, uh, hi, Dr. Lori. This is something of an update on the subject of updates. I 32 year old male wrote to you about a year ago about what to do regarding my girlfriend possibly proposing to me. 
Well, it turns out she has the one up on me. She proposed and I said, yes, our wedding date is October 2nd, 2021. So now I have to one up her and have better wedding vows. We're putting down our deposit tomorrow for the venue. If you're hearing this, love you, Caitlin. What a lovely story. Those are the kinds of updates I just love to hear. I love the romance. I love that this is a fun story to, to tell your kids to, and they ask you who proposed, how did it go down? And you get a nice, uh, story. So lovely congratulations to, uh, to both of you. And, and hopefully you'll be able to have a, a non COVID like wedding <laughs> with more people than, uh, than 50, if that's what you so choose. Otherwise make it simple. Uh, but very, very happy for you. Congratulations. Uh, next question. I'm pretty sure I have a yeast infection because I have all the symptoms. And when my boyfriend and I have had sex lately, it's been a burning sensation. But a little while ago, my boyfriend had like skin peeling on one side of his penis. And now I might have a yeast infection. And we weren't sure if he might've passed whatever was on his penis to my vagina because it is super itchy and smells weird. And he said that his was itchy too. Uh, so definitely, um, yeast infections can be passed on to male sexual partners. When you get treated, your partner should also get treated just so you can avoid passing it back and forth, but you need to confirm with your doctor. So you need to see your doctor confirm a diagnosis to get the proper um, treatment because it could be some other kind of bacterial uh, vaginal infection, which requires a different treatment than um, a yeast infection. So it's important to to have kind of the proper proper diagnosis to to attack it properly, right? You want to heal it. And your boyfriend, by the way, should also get tested to see if that, if it is a yeast infection. And if so, treating men, is this the same over-the-counter uh, antifungal uh, creams that are used that he will need to apply on, uh, on his penis? Um, update uh, for the son. I did speak to my son and he was just really embarrassed that he and a number of people felt duped by the transgender person. He said he, in quotation marks, should have told them sooner than later, except you need to explain to him how difficult it is for that child, how, uh, how, um, you know, he, he wants, he doesn't want to be noticed or she doesn't want to be noticed as transgendered, wants to be able to be accepted um, for the gender that they feel on, on the inside. So maybe trying to explain that, uh, that they didn't try to, and I'm using the, the word they just because, um, politically more correct at this point, but, uh, you know, maybe they, they just didn't want, they, they didn't purposely do it to uh, fool them or dupe them or pull one over on them. They just wanted to pass, to just be unnoticed, to, you know, blend in. Uh, And I think so if you speak to your son about it that way, it might make a, a difference. Oh boy, here's another penis size question. How many of these do we get, you figure, a month? Somebody's going to have to start doing the additions uh, with every day. How many do we get in a month? 
What should be the exact size of the penis during sex? How long should it be for a healthy sex life? Three or four inches? Is that okay for sex or satisfaction? So worldwide, if we take a worldwide uh, average, um, that is about four and a half inches in length. North America is about 5.2 inches in length. Size, though, has nothing to do with having a healthy sex life or even sexual satisfaction. Obviously, knowing what to do with what you have, that's what makes a good lover. And that also includes, by the way, using other parts, not just your penis, but your mouth, your hands on your partner. Also really important that um, it's not just about the penis, it's far more than that when it comes to good lovemaking. Coming up, Mallory and Mark, our boomer panelists, uh, will join us. Should the other woman ever tell a wife that her husband is cheating? Would you want to know? We addressed this last week, and Mark was like, ooh, we should talk about that on the boomer panel, so we will. And um, ex-appraisal bias. How do you perceive your ex? And do men and women perceive their exes differently? I'll share some research on that, but also... Uh, we'll get uh, we'll get yours and their take on this as well. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion CJD eight hundred. It's our Boomer panel tonight. I forgot, Nicole, to let you know that we can play some Boomer music, like 70s, 80s music. That would be cool, no? Music we grew up with. Uh, Mallory is with us. She's 59, divorced and remarried. Um, Hi, Mallory. Welcome back. Hi, Dr. Laurie. And we've got Mark, who is, is in fact, this time we're outing him, is in fact our passion poet, so he's got his own fan base here. He's 61. He's divorced and uh, a grandfather to boot. Uh, so welcome back, Mark. Hi, Laurie. How are you? I'm wonderful. You don't mind if we read one of your poems uh, tonight? Won't Go embarrass right you? Okay, that, that's good. Now, I know I wanted to... Um, there's a lot I want to talk about with you guys tonight, but... You know, earlier I answered a question about penis size, and now a bunch of texts are coming through. So I figured maybe I'll maybe I'll get you guys to weigh in on it anyway. Um, <laughs> this guy says I'm a guy and can confirm that size does matter to an extent. If it's too small, women don't like it because they don't feel anything. I've researched this with women; their words, not mine. Also, too big is uncomfortable. It does matter to an extent. Like, again, we, we were talking about your average penis. So a five, four, between four and five inch penis is not a small, uh, a small penis. Another texter says that other guy's penis size is just fine. Whoever loves him will be very likely be satisfied with his penis too. And then I get that you're trying to make small membered men feel better about themselves saying it doesn't matter, but you should spread the unfiltered truth that many women have said. So listen, I have talked to a lot of women about, about this issue. There's, there's a difference between two 
too small, first of all. Uh, you know, if we're talking averages here, so you may get a little bit smaller, a little bit bigger, and then you have the outliers, the really big and the really, the really small. So I'm not saying all, it doesn't matter for all women. For some women, it could be a, a I suppose, a, a deal breaker. I remember a Sex in the City episode where Samantha was crazy about this guy, but she couldn't feel him at all. And sex was super important to her. And it was something that she just needed and it broke her heart to give it up, but she gave up that relationship based on that. And I'm sure there are other women too. So it's not to say that nobody cares, but let's hear from uh, older women who have been around, right? (laughs) You've spoken to many women, you you know, whatever. I'm not like Mallory, I'm not trying to, you know, say anything in particular, but as a, as a, a woman and an older woman, um, how important is uh, penis size? Uh, the size is not that important. It's, it's that they know how to pleasure. And if, if they have a smaller penis than average, well, you have to know how to give pleasure. You know, somehow I did have an experience with uh, a man that had actually a micro penis. Wow. It wasn't the end of the world to me, but he literally just lied there and didn't do anything to me. Right. He literally just lied there waiting for me to give him pleasure and did not even attempt to give me pleasure. Right. And, and so that, that was, that was the, off. right. So that was the deal breaker more than the penis. Then that just added yeah. fuel to the, to the fire. So, well, see, that's interesting right there. And I think a lot of women could look past if the person did take care of them and was considerate and was listening to their needs and all of that. And on the other side, I've known plenty of women who have complained about two penises that were too big, that, that was painful for them to, to have intercourse. So the other side does, and I've heard from men too, with big members who have uh, had uh, a really difficult time with, uh, with women, you know, so we're not talking porn stars here. We're talking your average woman. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Any thoughts on that? I've never had any complaints. Um, <laughs> I'm not asking about yours. Okay, but, let's just be but, clear but here. <laughs> but, but, but none, but none, but nonetheless, uh, um, um, I have dated women who told me that they've been with women with uh, with men with uh, with very small penises, and it just didn't cut it for them, not okay. at all. So it mattered to them. Maybe yeah. they were just trying to make you feel good. <laughs> well, they did that anyway. <laughs> Um, listen, I think there's, there is preference. There's no, no question. I think it's very much, it could be, okay, maybe not the same as, um, men who like big breasted, who get turned more, you know, turned on by big breasted women, or that's their preference, but we'll still go out with somebody who doesn't have big breasts if everything else uh, fits the bill. Right. So, but the part about not feeling anything that part I could I could get for some women that might be important which is but there are things you can do that's the there are actually even sex toys where uh where you can stick your penis into like a sleeve basically and wear a strap on and then you can have a really big one so there there are different things that you can get around it but you have to really like the person like that person has to be you have to want to put in that effort uh if you love somebody you get around all that so you believe that too. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. And I think that's the uh, the bottom line. So this issue came up 
uh, last week, I believe, and and Mark, you had uh, you had said this is something you you thought would be interesting to talk about on the Boomer panel. But uh, you know, the ethical conundrum for people who have had affairs with men and women in long term relationships. Do you tell their primary partner? Is it your story to tell, or is the impetus to come clean all? on the spouse. Of course, you have to look at the, the motives and I'm sure there have been affair partners that want to strike back somehow and, and reveal the relationship. Of course, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. It only, you know, for, for hurt. And then there are others who are doing it from a, maybe a place of, of uh, goodwill. Maybe they discovered that they didn't know that the person was married. They dated somebody, they didn't know the person was married. And so they took it upon themselves to say, Hey, your, uh, your husband is sleeping with me. You should know this. So Mallory, um, what do you think? Um, I think that if you make a choice to get involved with a married man, you should not be telling his wife. You made that choice. You know, he's married. You know, you knew from the start, you should not, you know, it's, you, you really shouldn't. But if you're going out with a guy and then you find out that he is married and you don't want to be another woman, you know, the other woman, yeah, then maybe you do tell his wife. Hmm. I agree with Mallory, absolutely. You Would you want to get that phone call? Like, would you, if you were in that situation, think about it if you were in that situation. I uh, would no, expect I... my friends to tell me. So if, if your friends knew. If my husband is cheating on me, mm-hmm. if my husband is cheating on me, well, I would expect maybe my friends to tell me, but if he's leading somebody on and saying he's a single guy, yeah, maybe I should know. Um, maybe we should ask, we should pose the question differently. If uh, if you found out that your friend's husband was cheating on your friend, would you be the one to tell your friend, "Hey, I saw your husband with such and such," or I heard? Your husband has been uh, cheating. That's like a, I, to me. That's quite. That's quite the because there's risks involved here too, right? I would it could destroy if, a friendship. It can what, Mark? It, it could destroy a friendship. It can. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. What do you but think? If I would want my friends to tell me if they saw my husband, you know, driving around a car with some chick, and it's obviously they're kissing or hugging. I wouldn't want my friend to tell me, yeah, it's going to be a sensitive topic and I'm going to be mad, but I may not necessarily be mad at the messenger. Mm-hmm. So I think I would tell my friend, you know, just, you know, this is what I saw. Do with it as you will. It may be innocent. It may not be, but I mm-hmm. think I would. Would you tell your friend, Mark, that you saw his wife with some other guy? It would have to be a close friend. How would you just, approach it? If it was just a friend, like an acquaintance, someone I just see occasionally, I wouldn't say a word. Okay. I'm curious to know from our listeners what you would do in that. And I'm sure people have been in that scenario because I would find it difficult to know what to do. Like, obviously, if it was a close friend, like, how do you tell them? What if you're just, you know, what if you destroy something like there's all, all these other factors involved. I think I might go to the husband and say, I, I know what you did. You need to come clean with your wife or I'm going to tell her, 
you know, That's or something true. like that. Like I, th- but it's a, it, it's a bit of a, it's a very delicate issue, but I'm wondering if anybody has heard this story at 514-800. If you've ever experienced it, let us This is Passion on CJD 800. All right. Now we got some boomer music. (laughs) All right. Our boomer panel joins me. Before that, let's get to our stupid sex story of the day. Mallory, you're going to like this one, being the crazy cat lady that you are. Uh, The headline was, man claims that his wife got pregnant because cat poked holes in his condoms. Now, we know cats love ruining things that are very close to your heart, but, you know, if they're replaceable, does it really matter? Uh, But sometimes your cat can end up causing a drastic change in your life that will alter it forever. Uh, Yes, blaming the cat for your wife's pregnancy seems a little bit ridiculous. Uh, When your chosen method of contraception happens to be a condom, though, and the uh, cat enjoys playing with the condoms, well, uh, that is one of the cat's hobbies, (laughs) poking holes in the condom. They're You know, you know how cats play around with their paws and their nails and whatever happens. But anyway, one man is blaming his feline companion for his wife's pregnancy after the condom they used to have sex had holes in it. They're now five weeks into a pregnancy they never could have anticipated, and the cat played a huge uh, part in it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that's it. So... uh, it's the cat's plans, I guess. I don't know. Cat You'd wanted be able new to playmate. Tell, though. <laughs> Not necessarily. You know those little holes from a cat, those little pokey things. They're tiny. Could be tiny. You may not be able to tell. But to use a condom that was on the floor, though, maybe, you know, even if it was in the wrapper, maybe knowing your cat likes these things, I don't know. <laughs> kind of silly, nonetheless. All right. Uh, joining us tonight, Mallory, who's 59, divorced, remarried. Mark, who is our passion poet, 61, divorced and a grandfather, and he's presently single. I'm going to read your uh, poem, your boomer poem, Mark, okay? Uh, I want you to close your eyes. I will put an image in your mind. I will take you to a place and take you back in time. The dance floor is all lit and you're dancing to the sound. At 120 beats per minute, you're boogieing at Funky Town. I remember that. And maybe you are at the drive-in and grease is playing on the screen. You end up in the back seat where you think you can't be seen. Oh, boy, you're making us really think back here. The next night at the Montreal Forum, your very first rock concert live. Now you're taking care of business with Bachman-Turner Overdrive. You remembered that. (laughs) That was my first concert, BTO. These are some memories for the boomer men and ladies. We had the richest of lives, the original billion-dollar babies. Thank you for that. Nice. (laughs) All right, we were talking about cheating and what you would do, and uh, if if your friend... If your friend knew, would you want your friend to tell you about your husband or your your wife cheating? So I got a couple of texts here. Uh, Hi, Dr. L. I I would want to know if my husband was cheating on me. We only have one life and we all deserve to have good partners. Also, I would send my friend, ooh, this is interesting, an anonymous snail mail. So at least I did the right thing and this way I won't be blamed for telling. The cheater won't blame me either. 
So that's interesting. And there that's are actually idea. there are actually websites that will send anonymous emails um, of this nature to people. I remembered that because I remember hearing about this. Like one, if you know, if you got an STD and you wanted to tell people, I don't know, something <laughs> like that. There's like some anonymous things, anyhow. Uh, I don't think it's obligatory for the woman to contact the wife, even if she found out he was married after the fact, but I think she should leave him no matter what. Yeah. And then about uh, penis size, uh, penis size should be equated to vagina size, not breasts. If a vagina is too tight or too loose, that can be a problem too. And it's true. Vaginas do come in different sizes and sometimes it's not the size of the penis. It's the size of the vagina. People forget about that. That's quite true. Uh, One woman I was with when first feeling my penis and hearing me say, ah, it's not that big. She said, big hurts. There you go. And then from a woman, it's not the size that counts. It's the quality. I need to have my clitoris stimulated to have an orgasm. So the size does not matter. However, I understand that for some women, it would be a problem. And I think that's what you were saying, Mallory, is... uh, um, that clitoris needs to be stimulated. A, a guy lying there and not doing anything, that's a turnoff in, in and of itself. Forget the size of the penis, right? Absolutely. So, so there you have it. All right, let's talk about this. Um, interesting research on uh, how we um, appraise uh, our relationships with our ex. So there was an article that was published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships, and they looked at how we may deceive ourselves when we judge the quality of our relationships retrospectively. So after a, a breakup, compared to when we are still together, individuals judge their previous relationships as having been more negative and remembered their former romantic partners as less compatible. Whereas when they were in the relationship, they would express being more satisfied. So they would, would, they had a bias towards like, I need to, you know, I have to look at it as something good since I'm in it. But when they leave it, then it's something else. So how do we explain this tendency of romantic partners to deceive themselves and to remember their relationships as having been worse than maybe was really the case? Is this something that we do that's adaptive? Like after we break up, do we, to protect our, our mental health or what have you, um, that we, we don't see the relationship as being, uh, fulfilling. We see it as being, having been unpleasant and, uh, and stressful. So this is something I want you, you both to, uh, to think about this, Mallory and Mark, our boomer panel, and, uh, any of you, if you want to, uh, weigh in at 514-800 and do men and women view their X's differently because there was other research that showing that men tend to have more rose colored glasses when they look back at their X's than uh, women do. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Make you want to break out in song? This is our this is our music. We are appropriating it. This is the Baby Poomer panel. Mallory, fifty nine. Mark, who's our passion poet, sixty one. 
Mark, you just got a text. I'd love the passion poet. Yeah, you have your own little fan club. Um, discussing, now we're discussing uh, ex-appraisal bias. In other words, when you're in a relationship, we might rate it at better than it is. And when we're out of it, we might actually rate it worse uh, than it is. Just thought I'd get some of your uh, your thoughts on, on this kind of thing. Mark, what's your relationship like with uh, with your ex or multiple exes or however many you have? Well, before <laughs> I get started, I want to say a special hello to uh, someone listening in Terrebonne who, okay. in fact, is the goddaughter of an ex-girlfriend I dated for about 14 years. Okay. Okay, and I'm still friends with her. With uh, with with that ex, I'm still very good friends with my ex-wife. Okay. In fact, I've never had a bad breakup. Really? I, yeah, yeah. I've never had like something I can say. Ah, you know what? Uh, I never want to see you again or anything like that. Never, 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 never. I never believed in that. You know, if you if you gave your heart to somebody at one time, you know what I mean. You, and there's reasons why you like them or you love them. Those reasons never really go away. Uh, listen, I, I'm in agreement with you when I see a lot of nasty, especially nasty uh, breakups. I always try to let people know, like, could you remember that you once loved each other? Or when I'm seeing couples who are, you know, who are not doing so well, it's like reminding them or finding out, like, you loved each other once. What happened? You know, let's like, look I'd at like, that. I'd like to add this. I actually said this to that ex-girlfriend that I was uh, just previously talking about. Mm-hmm. I, we were talking one day, and I told her, I said, if I had to do the whole thing over again, okay, even knowing the outcome, I would do it again. Even knowing the divorce and everything. Well, divorce. No, no, it was a breakup. You oh. know what I mean? Like, you know what? Would I redo it with my ex-wife? Absolutely. You know what? We had a lot of fun. For the time we were together and enjoying life, we had a lot of fun, including with the other ex-girlfriend and all, you know, all, the, all the girlfriends I ever had. There was always special times that I would definitely want to relive, and I would do it all over again with at least two of them. Really? So there's like, a, so in your mind, there might be an expiration date to relationships. Period. Well, it seems it seems I have a 14 year thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Mallory? Um, if I look back at ex boyfriends. I probably will remember the good times more than the bad because the bad wasn't that bad. I just felt we weren't really meant for each other. Mm-hmm. But if I look back at my ex-husband and I, we were in a relationship, we were married for a really long time. You know, you do look at the good while you're married because you're married. It keeps you, want you, a, there. you don't want a divorce. You right. have children. So you do try to, you know, put aside the bad. But then having ended the, that marriage, now I tend more to look at what I don't have to put up with anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's a good point, right? <laughs> I kind of just do that. I mean, no hard feelings, whatever, and I wish him well and everything. I mean, right. we do have children together, and the times we do talk, it is great. But if I have to look back, uh, then I'm kind of like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to put up with that anymore. <laughs> of course, and, and frankly, you know, your second husband is such a sweetheart that <laughs> it's like the opposite. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, all right. Let, this is a question, the last question of the night that uh, we're going to get you to talk about. Does sex get better with age? You're both, uh, you know, close to uh, 61, 59. I'm 55. 
no, I'm 56. Oh boy, I'm losing years there. Um, so we're all boomers, but how would you answer the, uh, does sex get better with age? You want to, you're talking to younger people. What do you want to tell them? It gets a lot better. It gets a lot better. In your head, it gets, as a guy, it gets a lot better. What makes it better? Well, you know what, when you're young, you're a little shyer. You're, uh, um, you have certain, um, 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 inhibitions that all those walls fall when you get older. Okay. Okay. If you know what I mean, you know, like you just basically go for it. It's none of this. Do you like that? Do you like that? You know, you just, uh, you, you just feel more, con- go for it. Mark, more confident. You, you feel more confident as a lover. You feel more confident. Absolutely. Okay. Mallory, what about you? Um, does sex get better with age? If you're comparing. Absolutely. Yeah. After you know yourself better, you know your body better. And yeah, you're willing to let go of some inhibitions as you get older and try this, try that. You just know yourself better. And if you're with more of a mature partner, they're feeling the same way as you are. So you're definitely going to have mm-hmm. a lot, way better sex. And and you're talking here even as a menopo- postmenopausal woman. Yeah. Right. I'm having the best sex of my life. <laughs> Listen, folks, okay? It gets better with age, not worse. <laughs> Mallory's proof. She's 59. And, and Mark, too, even with the occasional, like, I mean, Mark, as a as a 61-year-old guy, you know, I don't want to get too personal, but it doesn't always necessarily work the same way it did when you were 20. No. No, okay. absolutely not. There are times when Mr. Happy doesn't want to cooperate. Right. But how do you how do you think you cope with that as an older guy versus how you might have coped with that as a younger guy? Um, well, you know what? When uh, There's a lot of other things you can do besides intercourse. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You, and you learn that as you get older, don't you? Absolutely. Okay. See, that's where, that's where I think a lot of it changes. And even when I, you know, when I wrote the book and perfect place for a little plug for it, the sex Bible for people over 50, talking about how, uh, how to have sex without, without necessarily thinking about intercourse, like how to redefine the way you have sex. Cause there's so many more, you end up exploring more, um, and more options when, one option maybe not doesn't work all the time for you. And there's ways yeah. of doing this rather than avoiding sex altogether, which I don't recommend uh, you do, right? So, guys, always fun to be uh, to have you on the air, really. Um, Mark, thank you. Keep those uh, poems coming. You're, uh, you're, you've got fans. They love them. Your, your poems help. We get that kind of feedback. Mallory? Keep up the great work. Keep up the great sex. It's all good. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. We'll catch up with you again soon. Really appreciate your time. Uh, And appreciate the music tonight, especially uh, Nicole Proano. Thank you so much for being on the ball and uh, providing us uh, us boomers with the music of our generation. I know as a young as a youngster, you're probably wondering what the heck is this music? I don't know. Uh, thank you all for spending your precious time with us. Uh, and, uh, of course, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. You can find pot, the podcast of all past shows and the best of the show on the CJD page on the iHeartRadio app uh, or the cjd.com show page. 
but you can also access all the podcasts right from drlaurie.com and uh, SoundCloud. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. I